Here we go. Rejecting the screen. Noah Kosov out on the East Coast, out West. Adam Stanko, just two plugged in dudes talking hoops and a little bit of life. Quick one today on the reaction to the blockbuster four-team deal that sends James Harden to the Nets. And here are the details that we know of as of 520 Eastern time on Wednesday. Reading from Shams, the Nets get Harden. The Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second-round pick. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. And the Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rody Kuritz, three Brooklyn first-rounders in 2022, 24, and 26. Milwaukee's first in 22, which is unprotected. Four Brooklyn first-round swaps in 21, 23, 25, 27. And if you're a Sixers fan, most significantly, you don't have James Harden. Adam, your first reaction is what? There's two pieces to this. I think, first of all, we look at how does Harden now mesh with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, everything going on with Kyrie Irving right now. And James Harden reunited with Mike D'Antoni and Mike D'Antoni's system, which worked wonderfully with Steve Nash. And then the next iteration of it was James Harden. That now, once again, comes to be. James Harden gets another opportunity to play for a Mike D'Antoni system-led coach team, if you will, with Steve Nash at the helm. With Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, unbelievable offensive potential there. Obviously, people are going to talk about how many basketballs there are to go around. And by the way, Harden already has a pre-existing relationship, obviously, with KD from their OKC days. So the Kyrie relationship with everything going on right now with Kyrie is, to me, the most fascinating part of this, his reintegration on the team and the Harden part. And then the second part, which we'll get to, Noah, I'm, I'm curious to your thoughts on that. But then the second part, which we get to, is not just how it impacts the other teams, but also just the Nets in general and their ability to make this move because Kyrie Irving up in 2022-23, Kevin Durant also has a player option, 22-23. So now all of a sudden you look at this and say, all right, the Nets have a couple of years to play with. That's why they can give up these first-round picks and basically mortgage Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, some of that younger core that we talked about. That's the reason KD and Kyrie came there in the first place. Well, we don't know if Kyrie's going to be there at all. And that's a huge question. All of a sudden, what, Kyrie just comes back and then this all just works? I'm not sold on the dynamics of it all. I'm waiting for the headlines of Kyrie is going to retire. I mean, I'm, I'm, I lean more towards Kyrie's, Kyrie's not coming back than Kyrie is going to be out there with this team every single night. That, that's where I am with Kyrie. And also, I'm, I'm starting to look at the Steve Nash headlines. <laughs> well, can Steve Nash handle all of this. Is this the right mix? I love what the Rockets did. And I've already circled March 3rd on the schedule. If we even make it there at this point with the (laughs) NBA. Yeah. March 3rd is that last of the first half schedule that the NBA has released. And March 3rd, it's an ESPN game. It's Nets Rockets in Houston. It is dynamite to see this on paper. And I'm going to be glued in to watch. But color me extremely skeptical that this all works out for the Brooklyn Nets. I think you're going to see some nights where it's, oh, there are the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of like there's his presidential moment, but we all know how fleeting those moments were 
although I never even uttered those words. But I feel like we're going to see those presidential moments, quote unquote, in the same way that we're going to see these Nets moments that they might blow out some teams. And then other times it's, huh? There's nothing that Kyrie has done or showed me makes me think that this is all going to be enough to work together. But I absolutely love what the Houston Rockets did. I love it for Karis LeVert too in Indiana, but I love what the Rockets did getting a boatload of picks. And now they can also decide what they want to do with Victor Oladipo because maybe they end up moving him again. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting move uh, around the league. One one thing I do want to well, two points that I want to make about your your comment about about Kyrie and whether this works. A deal like this is so complicated; it has to be in the works for weeks. You have to figure out what are your options here and play it out. And so it's not like Kyrie's behavior over the past week, which we knew could happen at any time, but but some of his actions over the past week, it's not like that would say speed up a move like this now it's it's part of your discussions obviously and as it goes on oh there may be the we have to get this done now because we don't know how Kyrie factors into our plans long term but that's the part to me that I'm so curious about is what does the Brooklyn front office what does the Brooklyn coaching staff think about Kyrie's future with the Nets are they thinking this is just a blip is this a road bump um what is it that they that they think about how he's going to factor into their long-term plans. And ultimately when you now start saying, Hey, guess what? James Harden's going to have the ball a whole hell of a lot. We know what he can do running an offense. We're giving him the best player he's ever had alongside him in a featured prominent role in Kevin Durant. So Kyrie in a way, now you have to sort of figure it out. And we all know that Kyrie likes to be a, an alpha guy himself. So that part, like you say, dynamite, you're almost asking, for a crazy explosion. We almost all know how this thing is going to end up and how it's going to blow up, but how successful can they be before they get there? And then the other part for me, you bring it up. It's interesting. You always have to look at contracts when you examine trades like this. And the Pacers deal here, they were going to lose Victor Oladipo. At least they thought DeMontis Sabonis having a wonderful, wonderful season. You figure, all right, well, let's bring in Karis Levert and actually get a nice solid piece moving forward because we're going to lose Oladipo this offseason. Yes, he's proven to be healthy. Once that was proven out, all right, now we can move him and get something back before he leaves us in free agency. And same thing in terms of what the, the Cavs even look at, that they know Andre Drummond's leaving in free agency this summer. They get Jared Allen, who's a really nice young player that can solidify that, that center spot for them for the next few years. Oh, and Jared Dudley was wrong. Remember when he said on Jason McIntyre's show over a month ago that in ten within 10 days, James Harden would be a member of the Sixers? And I, I remember talking about this on the show. Well, if he's wrong, then do we attack him like if a journalist had said that? Freezing cold takes. I mean, if real hoopers know... Uh, we appreciate you checking out this episode of Rejecting the Screen. We know we know it's a quick one, so stay with us. We'll have the Going ISO edition with Hoop Mag's Josh Eberle, the guy that you've all engaged with on Twitter. So we'll engage with him on the podcast to get to know Josh Eberle. Make sure you're subscribing, reviewing, sharing, all of that. Rejecting the Screen, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Adam? Thanks, pal.
you are the best.